Amen. Aren't you thankful for a risen Savior this morning? Amen. 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 So thankful for that. I'm going to be preaching on the cross is still effective today and the gospel is still effective. God is still in the business of seeing souls saved. How many of y'all believe that this morning? In changing lives. God's still in the business of changing lives today. No matter what the media says or whatever outlet you listen to, Jesus Christ is still alive. Amen. It was kind of like I was listening this week. It was somewhere on Facebook. Uh, There was a Christian comedian going on and he was uh, really talking about standing up in his faith. This Christian comedian. He said there's a lot of atheists and media and everything else trying to take God out of everything and taking it off of money and just how they're really attacking it. And he said it really amazes me if you don't believe in God, then why does He offend you? Amen? Never really thought of that way. If you don't believe in something, how can it offend you? That lets me know that Jesus Christ is real. Amen? Let's all stand this morning. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Just two or three verses. Paul writes about the gospel that he preached. Now, when we talk about Jesus Christ, there's many people that died and has claimed to be this and claimed to be that. Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He was prophesied over thousands of years in the Old Testament before we ever came to the cross. And so, Jesus Christ is the only one that's still not in His tomb. That's what makes the resurrection so special. That's what makes the cross real. There was many people crucified in Rome. But there's only one that resurrected three days later. That what makes that listen, that's that's the hinge of our faith in Jesus Christ is that He's risen. If He wasn't risen, then everything that I preach and everything we do as a church and, and try to be a light in the community is for nothing. But we know through the power of God's Word that He is alive. Amen? Amen. And it just amazes me how sometimes we think it's hard to live by faith. You got in your car this morning, jumped in and probably drove 65 on a bypass. Didn't even know if your fluids were low or not. You just trusted it. Amen? And we trust so many things in this world and, and how many, how, through faith. We have so much faith in things in this world when all Jesus wants us to do is have faith in Him this morning. Amen? Amen. Look what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast to that word, which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. Verse 3 says, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to what? According to His Word. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross, is because He died for our sins. But he goes on in verse 4 and says, And he was buried and he rose again the third day according to Scriptures. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the, just the awesomeness of Christ dying on the cross for everyone in here. He died for sinners. He died for sin. And Lord, we're thankful for that debt that he paid. But not only... Is amazing part that he died on the cross, Lord. It's three days later, as Paul just said, that he resurrected on the third day. And he's alive forevermore. And we can put our faith in him. And Lord, we know today that he is the only way, he's the only truth, and he's the only life. Lord, I pray for someone here today that does not 
know that. Maybe they've had their faith in a lot of things in this world and maybe in an education and maybe in a hobby. Maybe they've even had it in a church. But Lord, that's not where our faith needs to be if we're going to experience eternal life, Lord. It has to be solely placed upon You this morning because it's a free gift. And Lord, I pray if there's someone here that they will not walk out of here this morning not knowing You as their Savior. And we'll give You all the praise for what You're going to do here this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone say it. You may be seated. I love what Paul said. He says, For I delivered to you the first of all that which I received according that Christ died for our sins. This is, this is, I know this is not a very... Sometimes it's becoming a dirty word in the church and in the Christian realm when we talk about sin. Amen? See, I don't get a very big amen when I say sin. Everybody, everybody don't go, wow! When you talk about sin and things like that, it gets real quiet. I had two fingers up go over here and say, Amen. <laughs> Jesus died for a sinful world. There's nothing you could have done about it. You were born with a, with a synodamic nature. It was passed down to you from your mom and dad. You say, well, I'm going to blame it on my mom and dad. No, they blamed it on their mom and dad. And they blamed it on their mom and dad. And they blamed it and blamed it. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden with Adam. When they, when they sinned and Satan drew them in and they... Uh, did you know temptation's not sin? But when we partake of that, it becomes sin. God give them... Uh, Satan give Adam and Eve a big lie. I said, listen Eve, if you'll just partake of that fruit that you're forbidden to be around and touch it, and, and if you'll just... Man, you, you know why God doesn't want you to be around that? It's because when you eat that, you're going to be greater than Him. It was, it was a lie from, from the devil himself. Amen? The devil himself couldn't even be greater than God. God has already kicked him out of heaven as one of God's worship leaders. And so, the sin of nature came through Adam and Eve. And so, God, here, here's God. God, now this didn't, a lot of people, I remember when I was in seminary class one time, uh, they were teaching on the synodamic nature and this and that, and I was really scared about being in these classes. I mean, I'm just a country boy from Royal, graduated Lake Hamilton, and I'm in a big seminary class with all these preachers, and some of them want to be preachers and whatever they wanted to be. I don't know. And I was really nervous. I'm thinking, I'm not about to raise my hand and answer. I knew the answer. He said, did it, did it surprise God that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden? No, it didn't. God had a plan, okay? God didn't like, you know, hit me like a V8 on the head. It's like... I didn't know, I didn't see that coming. God had a plan preordained and laid out for man for salvation. Even through the sinful nature of man, God give us a way for eternal life. And so I'm sitting there. And I'm thinking, I'm not about to answer in front of all these preachers. I know the answer. And I, and I was really nervous because I didn't think I knew a whole lot, you know, and knew. And, and uh, one guy raised his hand. He's back here just raised his hand. He, he, I guess he wanted to be the preacher's pet. <laughs> and so he said, y'all get that on the way home. And so, and so he said, well, why didn't God just wipe them out and start over again? And I about busted a gut. It wouldn't have mattered if he could have wiped them out 20 times and started over. They were going to sin. Sin, Adamic nature, was passed down and passed down. So God had a plan for the sin debt. 
The Bible says in Romans 5, 8 that God demonstrated His love while we were yet sinners. Jesus Christ died for who? Us. How many of y'all in here believe Jesus died for you? Raise your hand. Everybody in here, whether you want to believe it or not, and you don't have to, I put something on Facebook this week. Not everybody believes the Word of God, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Amen? Just because you don't believe it, don't mean it's not true. And Jesus Christ showed His love for you and for me and for the sinful world that Jesus Christ died for sinners, that He hung on the cross. Now, it was more than just a cross. He was the one-time sacrifice that covered all them sins all the way back to the Garden of Eden. He was the one-time sacrifice that paid for it all. Amen? How would y'all? How many of y'all got bills? How many of y'all got debt? I got... I started saying, man, we got a lot of debt-free people in our church that I didn't know about. Listen, Jesus Christ paid that one... God had to find somebody... <laughs> that could pay the debt bill that you and I could not pay. There was nothing that you and I could do that could gain eternal life. You couldn't work enough. You couldn't go to church enough. You couldn't teach enough. You couldn't help enough of your neighbors. You couldn't work in a local food pantry. You couldn't, no matter how good, you couldn't give your money away good enough to help people out to gain eternal life. And there was a debt that had to be paid. And God said, God was saying, these people are in debt. I've got to have a way. Because listen, God's standard is up here in His righteousness. And we're never going to attain that. Amen? Amen. On our own works. The Bible says that salvation is a gift. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And I'm thankful that Jesus Christ paid that sin debt. And I know Jeff's here this morning. I'm going to use this. I used it at the high school at FCA the other day. There's Romans 3.23 that says, For we all... Everybody say all. All. For all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone in here. I don't care if your mom and daddy was a deacon, your daddy was a preacher, you was raised in church all of your life, you know the Bible inside and out, you can quote scriptures. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, you fall short if the blood has not been applied to your life. We all fall short of the glory of God. And I, I'm going to do this because I, I I'm that type of preacher. I think it's fun. I love doing object lessons. Hey, Jess, you want to help me preach? I don't think I've ever used Jess. Tyler, come up here. Zach, you're pretty tall. How many tall guys we got in here? Zach, you're tall. You're tall. You want to help him? And he don't want to help you. Come on, Zach. He, who else is pretty tall? Where? Come on, Tim. I'll even let you preach. Come on. Who in here is kind of short? I mean... I'm not going to put Cat up here. She really falls short. Alright, here's what we're going to do. Y'all guys line up across here. Line up. You're going to need some space. You know, like the old... I left that arm length space here. Here's what we're going to do. Proving that we've all fallen short. Here's what we're going <laughs> to No, you don't. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to keep preaching. Y'all, here's what we're going to do. For y'all to gain eternal life, you've got to touch that ceiling. 
for you to make the standard, touch that ceiling. Alright? So y'all go ahead. Take off jumping. Y'all mean jump hard as you can, high as you can. <laughs> jump! Let's go! Jump! Y'all do it at concerts. Jump! 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 Let's go, Tim. Jump. Y'all jump. Nobody wants to jump. Who wants to jump for me? You're running my sermon. Come here. Come on, guys. Come here and show them. We got a bunch of party poopers over here in the front. They got to be all Baptist. Bunch of Baptist party poopers. All right, now, show them how to jump. Touch that ceiling. All right, your turn, Zach. Your turn, Zach. I don't jump. Go ahead. Jump. 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 You bunch of. Jump. Look at it. Now, he tried. Come on, you got to give it your best. You want eternal. Come on, Tim. Jump. Hey guys, I could do this all day long. Because I know without a doubt, these guys, I could preach the rest of this sermon, I could preach at 4 o'clock. We could go home, turn the lights out, I come back tomorrow morning, they could still be jumping. They're not going to touch that ceiling. Amen? I jump up every Sunday. But here's the deal. Who, out of all these guys, who jumped the, mo- the highest, you think? Cody? Even with Cody's great jumping ability, he still fell way short. Amen? Try it again. Show us how short you was. He was way short. Look at that. No, he was way short. Y'all can sit down. Sit down. Bunch of non-jumpers. We all fall short of the glory of God. You can jump all the rest of your life trying to do good works, trying to do things, appease everybody, please your parents, please your job. You can jump, 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 jump the rest of your life, but you're always going to fall short when it comes to the standard of Jesus Christ. When it comes to the standard of God. And God said, listen, I've got to have a way because I'm, I love men. I created men. I created women for fellowship with me. And so for them to attain eternal life, I can't have them jumping all the time and keep trying and trying and trying on their own strength. God said, for them to reach my wholeness, for them to have their bills paid, I'm going to have to send my only son, my begotten son. How did God demonstrate His love? By sending His son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and for me. He was the only one that was not in debt. Amen? Amen. I said this in the first service. I can't pay other people's bills off. If I can't pay my bills dead off, I know I can't pay yours off. But Jesus Christ was debt free and He came down from the portals of heaven and took on flesh. He experienced pain just like you and I every day. Amen? That's that's why he, he, He can sympathize with us. He knows what you're going through today. Jesus Christ didn't float around in angel's wings and when things got bad, He went to the mountain and prayed. He experienced pain, hunger, thirst. He experienced it all for you and for me. He wanted to see you get out of debt spiritually. He wanted to see you not just... Listen, and and even today, for the person that's in here this morning that's lost and does not know Jesus, He wants you to experience Jesus in a way that you've never experienced Him before through the blood. It's not about going to church. 
It's not about having your name on a membership row. Come on. It's not about being Baptist. It's not about being Pentecostal. It's not about any denomination out there. We got some people that's so proud of their denomination, they leave Jesus behind. Amen? They would rather talk about their denomination than talk about Jesus. There's no denomination that's any powerful than anything else. It's how you are in your walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. You want to see a powerful Baptist? He's in a close relationship and walk with Jesus. You want to see a, a powerful Pentecostal? They're in a close walk. It's not just because you shout the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? It's not because you shout it. If you don't live it, don't expect God to work through you. <laughs> and don't expect just to wait till times get bad. Well, I'm going to call upon Jesus. I'm going to cast out every devil. I'm a, I mean, I'm going to really mess up Satan. But you ain't, you know, you hadn't opened your Bible in six weeks. Hadn't prayed in four months, but we're going to cast out the devil. Amen? It's only as powerful as you are as close to Him. Amen? In your walk with Him. That's pretty good. That was all for free. That wasn't even my sermon. God demonstrates His love toward us while we were still sinners. But Christ died for us. Listen, if, if Jesus Christ didn't resurrect on the third day, Paul just said that. Did I, did I give you them, Michelle, in 1 Corinthians 15? Starting in verse 12? Put them up. Look what Paul goes on to say. He says, now He arose on the third day. Now, I was thinking about this this week. There's not a lot of disciples. You know, there's been many people die for the name of Jesus Christ. There has been many martyrs have their heads cut off. Even the disciples that were closest to Jesus, except for maybe John and another one, were all executed. John was put in boiling oil and didn't die, so they sent him to the island of Patmos. James got his head cut off. Peter executed upside down. Thomas killed with spears. Guys, what I'm saying is, you don't follow someone. You won't go and die for something if it's just a myth. If it's just a story that was handed down, you would not die for it. But John said in 1 John, he said, we eyes have seen, ears have heard, and we have handled the word of life. In other words, we have been around Christ. We have seen life, the word of life. We have seen the way, the truth, and the life. We have seen him heal. We have seen him do all. We've seen him feed the five thousand. We've seen him raise up Lazarus from the dead. We have seen him. But what's even greater is when you now let's fast forward all the way to 2014 where we're at today on Easter Sunday when a person today through faith accepts Jesus Christ and has never seen Him. That's faith. And some people always say, well, if Jesus walked in the church, I would believe. No, you wouldn't. He could walk in with a beard and his Galilean clothes. And most of us would think he's a hobo. Let's kick him out of church. He's dirty. That's what most churches would do. See, I've been really trying to turn the tide here at Pleasant Hill. I'm not into fancy churches. Amen? I'm not into fancy stuff and, and let's outdress you and you outdress me. I'm not into that. And you know what? Jesus isn't into that either. 
Why do you think he stayed around a bunch of farmers and he loved to fish? Don't tell me Jesus couldn't throw a jerk bait. Amen. He loved to fish. He, he was always around them. Why do you think he despised and stayed away from the scribes and Pharisees, the religious leaders that wanted him to make a show and a scene? He said, I'm not in for the show and the scenes. I'm in for seeing people saved through my blood. And that's kind of the way I am in my preaching. I'm not up here for a show. You can like me or not like me or think I'm crazy. That's okay. I'm here to preach Jesus and to see souls saved. But a lot of churches has a hard time, Tim. Well, we just don't have people coming to altars in our church. We just don't have people praying in our church. We don't have people getting saved in our church. We don't have... And I'm thinking, why not? Because if you can't love a stranger, how are you going to love each other? Not without the love that God demonstrated for us by sending His Son, Jesus. Amen? Because when you appreciate Jesus, you don't mind serving Him. When you really understand what He did on the cross for you this morning, everybody listen to this, you don't mind going to church. When you truly comprehend the sacrifice, what Jesus Christ paid your debt to set you free, to pay your debt off, because you couldn't reach His standard, when we truly understand it, you don't mind praising Him. Amen? I often wonder that a lot of time when I go to churches and, and I go to preach to them. I mean, some of them you got to stick a firecracker on them and give them to holler. Amen? I mean, frozen chosen. Get them to move. But then I can take them same people and we can drive to Fayetteville. <laughs> and it's woo pig suey to their horse. Amen? Something is not right with the picture because we want to please the world. I don't want to be embarrassed. You know what? I don't want to get too excited, but man, we'll scream our head off at Lake Hamilton down here on Friday nights. I bet you Jeff's been horse once or twice too, amen? Them coaches, they'll scream to their horse. But we won't speak up about what Jesus did for us, amen? And we got family members, and we got friends that are dying and may spend eternity in hell because we're ashamed to tell them about Jesus. Because He paid my debt off. I know everybody's saying, I don't like this preaching. Well, it's the Gospel. That's why the country's the way it's in, Reggie. Is we want to preach about all the good stuff, but don't preach on sin. Don't say nothing about Jesus and the blood. Don't talk about all that. Just preach He's risen. Well, you can't experience a risen Savior until you go through a crucified Savior. Amen? That's why Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Not I, but Christ is crucified in me. Is Christ crucified in you this morning? He paid our debt bill, amen? He paid it off. All we got to do is accept Him by faith. He said, Brother George, I, don't have to, I need to go to church at least seven Sundays and get in the new members class. And No, you don't have to do that. All you got to do is humble yourself and boldly approach His throne of grace. Well, I, don't I need to know people? No, you need to go Jesus first, then you'll get to know people. 
Listen, the most important decision that anybody in here can make today is knowing Jesus Christ as your Savior. Jesus don't care nothing about air apostles. Amen? Levi's. Polos. And that's all good and I wear them. I got them. That's great. Amen? How many of y'all wear them? I'm not shaming you. If you wear them, wear them. Man, got a big bass boat? Drive it and fish it. Amen? But don't forget who Jesus is. Don't forget the blessings that we had on the cross because God said, I've got to take Jesus Christ and put Him in their place. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't think anybody in here would volunteer to give up your child to die for me. Amen? be very hard. And so that's what I'm saying. Many people died for a myth. They died for a man. Go back to that in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 12. But I, I, I'll just hold it right there, Michelle, because I want to read you something real quick. He says, He was buried and rose again on the third day. I read that a while ago. And He was seen by, by Cephas, by the twelve. He was seen by 500 brethren at once, whom the greater part remain into the presence, but some have already passed away or died. He said, 500 people seen Him when He resurrected. It wasn't a secret, guys. He didn't just appear in the upper room to just the twelve. He appeared to more than 500. I don't know about y'all, but once I, if I was one of them Roman soldiers and I was up on the hill of Golgotha and that earthquake, all of a sudden, it's a nice, pretty, sunny day. Like today. And all of a sudden, like that, it gets dark. I'm already scared of thunder anyway. Amen? How about y'all? Man, I do not like that stuff. But when it, you say, well, that's not enough to make me believe. <laughs> when it shook and then the earthquake happened, and, and, and split the ground wide open, and Matthew even says that some that were in the graveyard <laughs> resurrected and walked around. I've been saying, I need some Jesus in this place. Amen. If Uncle Ben's walking around, I need to be saved. Amen. Not only did that happen in the veil, in the Holy of Holies, where God, listen, where the religious people and God's law had a wall of separation. The Holy of Holies was behind that veil in the temple. In the most, this was the box. Remember the one Moses carried across the Red Sea? The one that had the Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod, and a jar of manna? This was the power, the presence, the Shekinah glory of God in this box. And Jesus said, I am tired of churches and religious people and scribes and Pharisees separating from people that want to get to me. So when He said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. And it says, the Bible says He give up His Spirit. He died. At that moment, there was an earthquake and it split the veil from top to bottom in the temple and made a way for you and for me to boldly approach the throne of grace today and be saved. Not only to get saved, guys, but you know what? 
God wants to, He wants to offer us help and peace and comfort after we're saved. After we've done went through the baptismal waters and walked out and we join a church somewhere and we become part of a church body somewhere, God wants He wants you to be able to approach His throne of grace anytime with any need because we got a lot of Christians and a lot of people today that do not look like they got Jesus in them. Most weirdest people, and I'm gonna throw some country on you, scared people. They're worried about everything. The problem they're worried about everything is is they got their faith, their bank account, and not Jesus. Amen. And don't go out here in Georgia saying, Man, we don't gotta do nothing but sit around and wait on Jesus. No, God wants you to work, provide for your family. He wants you to have things, but He wants you seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek ye first Him. And I think that's why a lot of times I've had battles with God. Even before I surrendered to Him to preach. I said, man, God, you don't need me. I'm just some country guy. You don't need me to preach your word. You've got some smart guys out there. Man, they're in seminary. they got... CPAs and BHAs and MBBs and all kinds of letters. They got all the seminary degrees. Doctor. Wouldn't it be something one day if I was Dr. Vincent? <laughs> Miss Polly, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Miss Polly going, help him, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, it's not about the letters in front of your name, it's about what's in your heart. Amen. Amen. That's what Jesus is worried about this morning. So where are you this morning? Do you know Jesus? Have you ever accepted Him as your Savior? I mean, invited Him in your heart. Say, Lord, be my Savior. I messed up. Listen, Jesus isn't worried about your past. He's worried about where you're going from today on. He's worried about what decision are you going to make today? Because He said, "I, I have made a way. I have split the temple wide open. My throne of grace is waiting. You will experience peace you've never experienced before. You'll experience love that nobody else can give you. I don't care what your childhood was like. God will love you better than any parent. He's not worried about your past. He's worried about where you're going to be going today on. What decision are you going to make today? And this is even for the ones in here that are saved. <laughs> what are we doing for Jesus? Sometimes we get so laid back, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. But we got friends on the job, at school, in town, family, dying and going to hell, but we're all saved. Jesus wants them to experience the same thing you are experiencing. New life in Him, amen? And then there's some Christians that are just, <laughs> bless their heart, they couldn't get excited over nobody being saved. There's whole churches they don't get excited over baptisms. Amen? I kinda like, we always call it around here, Pleasant Hill, it's a celebration when someone gets baptized. Amen? It's, it should be a celebration to the believer. I mean, it are, man, it's nothing wrong with saying, hey, Amen, he's getting baptized. He's following the Lord. Amen? Some of them I go to, he's getting baptized. Oh, really? Okay. I know some of you already thinking he's goes longer than most preachers. I'm going to be waiting forever at the restaurant. <laughs> and we had two services today. <laughs> they had to shut me up in the first one. 
But where are you at today, guys? Listen, let's forget about everything outside these walls. We're fixing to go to the most important part of the service. This is when God's going to be standing with His arms open wide. And he, here's the deal about Jesus. He already knows you when you came in this morning. He knows your heart. He knows what burden you have. He knows what trouble you're in. He knows the anxiety and the worry that you're carrying right now. And all He's saying is, he's, it's just like in Matthew, all ye that are heavy and weary, come unto Me. I want to give you rest. When's the last time you called upon Jesus? In your time of trouble. You may be here and never... You never experienced Jesus Christ. Listen, it's about a relationship, not a religion. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand quietly this morning. Heavenly Father, we love You this morning. Thank You for the resurrection. Because Lord, the cross would just be a... It would just be a death. But with the resurrection, it makes You our Savior. And Lord, I pray for someone in this service here that does not know You as their Savior, Lord, I pray they'll walk out of here. Before they walk out, they'll have peace in knowing that You died for them. But not just that You died, because a lot of people know that Jesus died, and a lot of people know that there's a God. The devil himself knows that. But how many have a personal relationship and not just head knowledge? Lord, I pray that You'll speak to each one of us in here. This morning, whatever needs to be done, Lord, I pray that we would step out on faith and follow you this morning. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. There was a story I read this week about a woman that she appeared before a judge. She was speeding 75 and a 55. And as she stood in front of the judge, the judge had his black robe on. He was behind his bench. And he said, young lady, do you know that you've been ticketed for 75 and a 55? She said, yes, sir, but will you please have mercy on me? I know I did wrong. I know I, I speeded 75 and a 55, but judge, I don't have the money to pay this ticket. Can you show some kind of mercy on me? The judge looked at her, looked above his glasses and said, young lady, the law is the law. You're either going to have to pay the $100 or spend the weekend in jail. And she said, I can't pay it, Judge. Can you give me mercy? Just show me some mercy. He stepped up from the bench, took his robe and unzipped it and laid it, hung it upon his robe, hanging her there by his bench, walked down to where she was at, stood beside her, put his, ja his, his jacket on, stood beside her and pulled his wallet out, laid $100 down in front of her, walked back to his judge's robe, took his civilian jacket off, hung it up, put the robe back on, went to his desk, to the bench, and he stood there and he said, Young lady, the law's the law. If you cannot pay that, you're going to spend the weekend in jail. But, I see something has happened. Someone has paid your fine for you. He has come and took his robe off and come down and stood beside you and was just like you. And out of the kind of his heart, paid your fine so you don't have to go to jail for the weekend. You are debt free. Guys, whether you know it or not, Jesus Christ come down and took the robe of glory off for us. Amen. Amen. Amen.
became like you and me, but without sin. And paid the price that we get to do this today. We get to worship. Isn't that amazing? We get to. You don't got to. We get to. We get to. All because of Jesus this morning. Amen. Amen. Help them sing Jesus Messiah. If God speaks to you, come this morning. Right where you stand. Come right where you're at, right where you're standing.